It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah Health. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Hello, welcome to another episode of the RSL Show. Uh, we're doing this episode live from Asana uh, today. It's really hot in here. Uh, to my right, I've got junior producer Isaac Munoz. Hello, how is everybody doing? Okay, and uh, then one, <laughs> and then we've got uh, Josh Clark. What's up, Josh? How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Yep, he's doing great. And then we've got uh, the great Alex Napolis. Yes, sir. What's up, dude? How are you? Doing pretty good, man. How are you guys? This is going to sound weird, but how's your sister doing? Uh, <laughs> Only because you've been posting about her soccer she's and good. she's gone. She leaves in a week. Okay, cool. She leaves in a week to Kansas, and uh, we're. I'm very sad, actually. Very, very sad? sad about it. Yeah, I'm happy for her. Obviously, you know, she's going to go play college soccer and, and whatnot, but like, and it's a great opportunity for her, but like, me and my sister just have a really close, really good relationship, and so like losing that, um, it's going to suck, but. And then plus we went to like every game together. So what what position does your sister play? She's uh she can play striker uh, as well as the ten. Um and she's honestly she can do a pretty good center back as well. She's nice. kind of all over the field. Very cool. Is yeah. she good? Personally, I think she's good. She want to play Personally, striker I, for I don't, I don't just say that because she's my sister, obviously. But right. like I do think that she's a very talented, very talented person. Very cool. And she's upset that we scheduled the pickup game right after she, like. Three days after she leaves, she wouldn't want to play in it and accidentally get hurt anyway. Yeah, so that's why <laughs> she we said. Did that. <laughs> she said that you guys didn't want the smoke. She specifically said that and wanted me to tell you guys that. the smoke. Got it. <laughs> Honestly, like they're so they've been so packed anyway that like me and Andy don't even play really. Yeah. So yeah, except we for make... like when Andy needs to nutmeg Dunny for some footage, <laughs> that's about the only time it goes down. Yeah. So if you guys are unaware, uh, we have a pickup match, uh, a pickup game. We've done a few in the last few years. Um, we just get busy with the season and all that, so we don't really do it during the season. What is that fair to say? Yeah, I think it's fair. And then, you know, once youth soccer starts, field availability is much tougher. Yeah. Which is why we're playing at America First Field. Shout out Dan for the hookup on that again. Yep, America First Field, uh, Real Salt Lake's training ground. Um, somebody asked if we were going to provide paid parking, dude, just parking. park somewhere. I know just park somewhere. <laughs> Where charges to park over there? We I don't park, know. Are we charging to park? There? I don't know. Maybe we should. I'm going to know. Yeah. <laughs> should we charge an entry fee for charity? No. Yeah. Five bucks a head? No. <laughs> for the TIFO fund. Dude, it is so hot in here. I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let's keep talking. I can't breathe. Okay. <laughs> uh, that, that's an idea to consider later though. If we ever need to fundraise for anything. Okay. Five bucks ahead for a pickup game or something? Sure. Yeah. Make it cooler, obviously, but yeah. 
Yeah, so this pickup game and all of the pickup games in the past have been free. Um, all skill Even levels, parking. all people are welcome. Um, but yeah, we'll put it together. We're going to have balls there, obviously. We're going to have pennies and cones and little baby goals uh, set up. You've never gone before, Alex? I have not gone to any of the pickup games. Wow. So I'm very much looking forward to this one. Yeah, that'll be fun. Do you play soccer? I used to. Okay. Long time ago. Obviously not as good as your sister. <laughs> Definitely not. Burn. <laughs> Definitely All right. not. <laughs> All right, very cool. Well, let's uh, let's hop into it. Let's talk about Real Salt Lake. Sporting Kansas City came to town. And what did you guys all think? What did you guys make of the performance against SKC? It's what it needed to be. I wish it was like three more goals, right? But, you know, we got our, our nice little ass whooping in. They got their red card that was expected. And it's nice to send them home <laughs> losing. You know what I mean? Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Your eyes are closing, bro. It is, I'm, it's hot. It is so hot in here. <laughs> is it better if we do it outside? No, it is it's so bad. Like beating, Bro, just, beating out just there. Keep talking. You're all right. This is. Are you feeling good? I'm feeling good. This dude. is testing your good. producer metal, bro. Bro, this is insane. <laughs> Don't you wish we still had the mini fridge up here so you could just open it? This was like worse than shooting in Texas in 104 degree humid weather. Well, this is worse. Let's stop complaining and keep all right, talking. Let's keep- <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, bro! I can't even like are take your, a deep are your breath. Man, boob sweating. Yeah, yeah same. So yours must be. <laughs> oh, underneath, dude. Yeah. yeah. All right. It's rough. And we all have man boobs. Yeah. And we'll edit this part out. No, <laughs> leave it. Leave it. Yeah. Who okay. Cares? <laughs> all right. So uh, let's go around the table. Um, I wasn't there for the match. Who was there in person? You were there I as a there. fan. I was there. Yes. I wow. Didn't go. Yeah. I was watching on my couch because it was hot outside, and I did not want to deal with it. I'll, yeah. I'll be the first to admit it. I saw the storm, had to work early the next day, so I was like, oh, if there's a lightning delay, I'm going to leave anyway. Yeah. And it's hot, so I'm Luckily just going to risk wasn't. it from home. I know. It's because I didn't go. If I would have gone, <laughs> there you know, been one. lightning delays. So a 30-minute delay reset every five minutes. Right. Yeah. So I just figured, you know, I can see just as much on my couch, so I watched it at home like a, a real fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, I mean it's a it's a good result against uh, a rival, which is so I don't. People are so hell bent on SKC being rival number one, and I get it because of the history. But lately, it, it doesn't, that doesn't feel like a rivalry. The playoffs a couple years ago made it feel like a rivalry, but lately it's just been they're just bad, man. That was a team that we if we would have lost to them, sirens be going off in my brain because SKC is bad. Yeah, honestly, my biggest takeaway. And the thing I was kind of really annoyed with was Sergio Cordova. Yeah. I thought his uh, little celebration was a little ridiculous. Mm. Dude, he was basically telling all the fans to shut up because he finally scored a goal. I don't think that's how I took it. I I mean, I think that's how you take it, but I don't think. So what's what's he doing? Pulling up his hand to his ear, shushing everyone, and then holding up his shirt with his name on the back and like pointing. What do you take it? That that's not a normal celebration. Look, I'm gonna ask you guys something, and I might get a lot of crap for this, but I'm gonna ask you guys to stick on the Cordova train. No, I'm, I'm not off the Cordova train, but I was just like, bruh. Yes, like, I know you're pumped. You scored <laughs> and finally like got that, that that thing off your back, right? But like, I don't, I don't chill. agree. I don't agree with the shirt taken off. I think I thought it was a, just it yellow, was a weird yellow celebration. Cards, right? Yellow cards aren't worth it, but. I think we might be seeing a new dynamic between Jefferson Savarino and Sergio Cordova. 
I hope so. Because Cordova playing alone up top gave Savarino playing the 10 so much room oh, sure. and so much space to operate that Kansas had no answers for Sava the entire match. The only thing that was missing from that first half was the goal. Unfortunately, we couldn't finish, but it was just opportunity after opportunity, and it was all created by Sava, who was playing in the middle, playing that 10 free-roaming playmaker role that he absolutely thrived on, and uh, Sporting Kansas had no answers for it. And I think, I think we might be seeing... If Pablo decides to stick to it, I think he should. It was very effective against SKC. Um, I think if he sticks to it against FC Dallas, it might be more of a, a bigger test considering the form that FC Dallas is in compared to the form that Kansas is in. But the dynamic between Cordoba and Savarino, with Cordoba just being the lone striker and him being the free-roaming 10, I think it can be huge, huge for us going forward. It's funny, like Cordoba scores that header, right? And then, what, 10 minutes later, gets another wide-open header that's way easier and misses it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's true. I don't know. I'm not – stick, stick, I don't stay dislike on the train. Cordova, but that celebration just felt like – No, I think you're reading too much into it, man. Maybe. But I mean, also, like – All I saw, at least from the TV angle, I just saw that he had taken his shirt off. No, I don't know about holding a, it there up. There was other stuff. So you, think he, so you think he's running towards the family section and he's, like, holding the jersey up? He doesn't up? know what section is which. Yeah, of course he does. No. Of course he knows where the sections <laughs> no. are. Everybody knows no. where the sections are. The players know which side to run to to get a good so, camera so angle tweeted, on them. Cordova's telling us to all delete our tweets now. Is that you? I did. So you took it the same way. <laughs> <laughs> that was just like more so for the fan base, though. Okay. It was more for the well, fan I'm, base. I'm throwing it out there for the fan base, too. I hope Cordova ends up scoring 10 goals this year. Yeah. I don't but think, I don't think he will. I don't think that's well, – I don't think there was like malintent there. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. He he has to know people are getting annoyed with him, right? Yeah, he's been he's been vocal about it on Twitter before. Like, I'm surprised he goes on Twitter and looks, but he's retweeted and responded to player or excuse me to like media or critics before. Yeah, he definitely paid attention for sure. Yeah. So is that it? You just have a gripe with Cordova? No, I don't have a gripe. I just thought that was weird. <laughs> okay. And then, but, of course, Espinosa getting red carded. It was just my favorite part of the match. Yeah. I think the best part about that situation was the ref just, like, waiting. Waiting for him to get Standing there with the red card in his <laughs> hand, like, just watching him, like, pretend to be injured. And just patiently, like, waiting. Yeah. And then, of course, he, like, loses his mind when he stands And then, yeah, up, he, he gets totally, up. He gets up. Total he's trope fine. That he's totally and then he bad. starts, like, freaking out and, like, yelling at the ref. But um, it's it's an obvious, even if it wasn't a red card. It was like, a second it yellow. It was a second yellow. Yeah. Regardless, he's off. I don't know what he was complaining about. Yeah. Roger Espinoza, I think that that's like the last standing piece of this rivalry. Yeah, as soon Graham as he's Zuzzi's gone. not much in it either. Like, yeah. And then maybe a little bit of Peter Vermes, but yeah. once that all goes away, it's just going to be fans bickering, right? Like, so were you guys then, su- I feel like that's dying off a little bit. Were you guys surprised? I mean, uh, without, you know, excluding like the whole 10-man thing, uh, were you guys surprised that Real Salt like pulled a, like a 3-0 win or at least a win uh, against Sporting Kansas no, City? they had to. I mean, Sporting Kansas City's in last place. Like, that was an absolute must win. Again, had we lost that game, like, you know, the bus might be firing up. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I yeah. think it's I think it's a huge result for the confidence of this of of Rousseau. Yeah. Like, you're heading into a game versus DC, who is just mere points off of us. You're heading into an away game at San Jose, which hopefully, with the form that San Jose is, we can get a result. And then you got the big one at home against LAFC. Right now, Arsenal needs to start building that confidence because that game, 
against LAFC at home is going to be huge. And I hate to say this like way too early, but I feel like those are the games that RSL are up for, right? They're up for the games we're not supposed to win, and it's the games we're supposed to win we're not up for, which is extremely annoying. Yeah. But I'm excited to see Gareth Bale. <laughs> That'll be good. In Salt Lake City. If if they bring him, I, I feel like they I, I just feel like big teams like that sometimes will exclude their stars. I mean, well, if they want to be afraid of the of the riot, so be it. Yeah, well, Chicharito's see. not afraid. Yeah, but Chicharito was also injured, like a season leading up to him actually coming here. What does that have to do with it? He, I said he wasn't afraid. I don't even know. He played here and he didn't <laughs> score. It's fine. He should be afraid. <laughs> Whatever, <laughs> dude. I'm right. just catching you all this whole time. This whole show is just catching Andy. And I can't think. He said, bro. He, he, said he didn't yeah, score, but he did heat. score against us. One. He kicked the barrier. Wasn't he offside? He didn't score. He didn't score. No, he, scored. Was, yeah, he scored last year. That was last year. Last, last year. year. That was last season. Yeah, yeah. he like didn't score this match. Year. He didn't score. Yeah, okay. he didn't score yeah. this year. <laughs> Isaac's like 2021. Yeah, I said. I said he scored. All right. Yikes. Anyway, okay. yeah, it was a good win. <laughs> it's a confidence-building win. It's a confidence-building win, and I 100% think RSL needed it, especially considering <laughs> the competition. It is so hot in here, yeah. dude. I cannot think. You know what else RSL needs? What does RSL need? Central midfielder. <laughs> Absolutely. Dude, I can't, I can't, bro. We're almost there. How long how far into this are we? 13 minutes. Let's get to 25. And then we'll call it. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. All right. We're back from a brief pause. <laughs> I'm laughing because Alex says he's not hot, dude, but he's – look at him. I, no, I feel good, dude. dude. Like, I'm, I mean, uh, no, like, I'm fine. Like, I don't really feel as – This is so weird. Hot. Yeah. You know what, though? You know what I realized, though? Mm-hmm. When we were younger and we had hot summers like this, we never cared. I don't remember it, yeah. Now yeah. I feel like our parents are like, oh, I it's getting unbearable here. <laughs> you know what I mean? It is. Yeah. We it's just, the same as like winter. We're gonna, it's not that cold. I'm in shorts and now I'm like, oh, my bones. We're going to move to Phoenix, dude. No. In like three that's months. Worse. Yeah. Well, that's where they move, though. That's where, like, no, I'll go, to San Di- I'll go to San Diego with you, bro. Dude, this is, oh, this is miserable, that's bro. Sneaky, dude. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right. Who else scored? I literally cannot think straight. Uh, Pablo Ruiz. Pablo Ruiz, Pablo Ruiz yeah. yeah. Finally Wait. pulling up from oh, the top. Oh, that's right. Yep, he took he a little touch. Frame, and then... Bottom yeah. bottom corner, side netting. Beautiful shot. Yeah. Left-footed shot, uh, kind of expected. Who played the ball to him? Uh, Jefferson. No. Uh, that was Jefferson's assist. Or was it Chang? I thought that was Miram to Chang to... I don't even no, know. It was Mir- Jefferson. Jefferson Miram to Chang, up. back to Glad, back up. <laughs> <laughs> back to Glad. Yeah. Yeah. Isaac goes nine, nine touches back. <laughs> All right. Dude, we're almost there. You're fine. Just stop. Bro. Pausing. Stop pausing. All right. Ay, ay, ay. All right, so Pablo Ruiz, uh, so Pablo Ruiz scores a goal. Uh, who scored the other? Uh, Jefferson. Jefferson. Jefferson scored, mm-hmm. Jefferson scored the third. Off, uh, off, off, off a, a little header. header. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. One of the shortest guys on the field. Got yeah. Up, got up, rose Wasn't up like a salmon. His head to Wasn't it. his fourth off a header too? The one that didn't count the outside? Yeah. Uh, n- yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. The one that the one that was offside. It was also a header. Yeah. So just boom, boom. Poor marking. Oh, dude, Kansas City, man. They need to find yeah. some center backs, bro. I think that's yeah. their fifth consecutive like goal that they've conceded in the air. Yeah, too. like fifth game straight. Yeah. That uh, did you guys watch that SKC fan TV thing? Yeah, yes. I did. That's the only yeah, reason that was I know pretty that's that. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty good. I'm gonna give that guy props. That was that was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, okay. So, 3 0 results. Um, another sellout, consecutive sellout. The 10th? 
<laughs> that was sold. Well, I guess sold. Yeah. That was one of those where the people that like have that argument of attendance versus tickets sold could really have an argument. Yeah, which is crazy because like the official attendance number was still twenty thousand something, twenty thousand one hundred something, but it did I not. Think, I think they counted sold. It did not look that no, way. No, there was yeah. like maybe seven. There. Look, someone's got to come clean over there, and uh, Trey and Tyler have both text messaged me, and they've offered to go over the numbers and offer explanations, and uh, I will be asking them the next time I see them in person because, yeah, you know, there's plenty of there's plenty of teams or organizations out there that will throw those stats out and will say, you know, an example, 30,000 tickets sold, 8,000 tickets unused, something like that. But I, I think, think but I think the difference here, and it's not even a frustration, it's more so of a criticism. It's almost like don't, you know, don't throw out a figure of, oh, we sold 20-something thousand tickets when clearly like 50 or 40% is missing uh, from the actual stadium. Yeah, it's, it's weird to see like tweets celebrating it and then like seeing highlights and being like you're yeah because it's not only it's not only the fan base but it's also opposing fan bases it, it's a little ridiculous it's a little humorous almost i don't really care but, but there are people out there they're like the snobby ones that really get into it and yeah sure so i think uh the club or its representatives um will give them a chance to offer an explanation to uh, how they view it, how they calculate it, what they count, like how they count it as a, you know, a sellout or whatever. But, um, you know, sellout in my mind has always meant, hey, this place is sold out and uh, it's it's packed. Right. Like if you walked up to the ticket window, they'd turn you away. Yeah. yeah. Or I mean, or just literally look around and, and there's, yeah. you know, Not butts an and seats. Standing room only. Now, the whole argument, too, is, oh, well, people go stand in the concessions. Whatever. That is such crap. Like, you know how they uh, I've seen it before. Oh, well, they're not in their seats because they're standing up at the north goal at the on the very top of the yeah, whatever that, it's that called. only works if there's like a <laughs> smattering of empty seats. Right. Yeah. Or yeah. like a or like a rain delay. I don't know. I, I just. It's uh, it's it's very weird. So I'm very curious to see how how they'll respond or yeah, or what I, the. I also uh, think people read into it way too much. Yeah, so. a little bit too much. I mean, who cares if they're, but but, I see it from the fan base's side too. You know, if you're gonna I call it a sell. I see both ways, but at the same time, I'm like, it's whatever. It's tickets sold. Carry on. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, so we'll we'll tackle that subject uh, when we see those guys at training next, which I think we're gonna head over on Friday. I'll be there with uh, Tom Hackett. Okay, cool. Um, uh, let's talk about another elephant in the room, uh, David Ochoa. Uh, plenty of the plenty of stuff in the media as far as uh, you know, people upset, people thinking that he's not getting a fair shake or even like fair re- representation, or even somebody saying that. Uh, we marketed him as the bad guy, and there was racism towards him, and the club did nothing about it. I Seems like a stretch, that's a stretch. Right? Yeah, it's a little but, bit. Putna was definitely punished and gone. Right? Is he playing anywhere else right now? No. Well, he's technically still under contract. The league wouldn't let us "quote unquote" release him. Sure, yeah. but he's gone. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I mean that seems like I it's been we're, handled. Were they saying that? It took someone coming out and saying something to get it handled. I don't know because I know it was under investigation way before that. So yeah, again, reading into things a little too much. Yeah, there's, you know, we we know a little bit, 
but we're kind of waiting to see how the club handles it and how David Ochoa handles it. And right. I think it's, you know, I I really don't want to take a side on either. No. Because I think losing David Ochoa, if, yeah, we, if we, that's what it comes down we've to, we've lost is, him. We've lost. Okay. We've lost him. There's. You think so? I really don't see any way back from this. Do you really? Like, I don't. I mean, in most scenarios, when a player goes onto social media and calls it's out over. calls out the club like that, like that, That's the relationship it. is severed. Yeah. In most 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 cases, you don't you just don't see that getting fixed. That's a good point. It could be a good point, but I don't know. I'd like to think that uh, egos can prevail and they can figure it out. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of stubbornness on both sides, maybe. A lot of unwillingness to negotiate from just from like the the vibes I'm gathering, right? Like we don't know a lot about this whole situation. Oh, we know a little, like Andy said, a little. But yeah, I feel like it's just a yeah. We're not willing to do this. You're not willing to do that, and it's just it's getting yeah. ugly and spiraling out of control, and it's quite frankly quite annoying. Like yeah, it needs to be settled. If if he's not gonna budge, move him. Right? Who cares if you don't get a fee? Move him so we can play. Like, let's just carry on, get rid of the drama, and be done with it. Sure. It does suck, though. Yeah. Uh, I think um, the only the only media that has asked Pablo regarding Ochoa has probably only been on ESPN. And that has been – I mean, obviously, they have a contract to go on the radio every single week. I'd be interested to see how, how, they, how they would handle that question in a different setting. So maybe we'll ask that question, too, when right. we're out at training. Or just, you know, off the record. I would love to hear about it off the record. And also, like, we did, you reached out to Ochoa for an interview after the social media stuff. Mm-hmm. It, it appears his agent told him to no, like, don't do anything. So that also makes you wonder, like, what's really going on, right? Like, yeah, yeah. The agent isn't wanting you to talk. But you know you what, know? a piece of me, dude, because I'll come out and say it like, you know, I'd, I've never wanted on any account to be some credible journalist or... No, but it'd be great to hear from him. Yeah, or like yeah. or like present myself in, in that way. But what I'm getting to is even when he uh, alluded to wanting to be interviewed and saying like, yeah, let's do it, uh, my concern was still like, I don't want to put anything out there that's going to be detrimental to Ochoa's career. Right, because he... Because we don't know where that line is to where he could be in trouble, right? Or more trouble. Yeah, so it's you know it's weird because we report on RSL, uh, we we do all this media stuff for Real Salt Lake. Uh, we are like, for the lack of a better term, like we are big. We're under KSL Sports or whatever, and so a lot of the stuff that we put out does carry some weight. But the last thing that I want to do is is back somebody into a corner. Whether it's staff or whether it's a player. And honestly, like anything he comes out and says or we say about him could affect his next contract too, his next transfer. So it's just better to yeah. to not, as much as I want him to come on and just vent and yeah, have a, it's not a good idea. Yeah, so. for anybody. Might yeah, be good and, for and us. It, but It might be, but I also like I don't want the club pissed at us either. Yeah, I mean, I don't care because I don't think they'd be that mad at us, but yeah. I mean, I think before. I think they would probably get to, you know, they'd probably get to a better answer or true feelings if we were to talk to David Ochoa. Do we need to be the mediator? I don't know. Hopefully. Guys, make it happen. Real Salt Lake, hit us up. Dude, that'd be so good. 
Yeah. Let's just go in we there. We just have, like, Elliot on one side, a show on the other. We'll but... shave the top of your head so it's like Dr. Phil. <laughs> I'll wear the suit, leave the mustache. I'll be the All catch. All right now, boys. I'll be the catch-me-outside girl, dude. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how all of that pans out. Um, obviously, we, we've seen a lot of moves uh, f- from the club as far as, like, uh, you know, transfers. Chris Cablan, uh, like sh- we were talking about before we had just, um, you know, uh, started recording. That was short-lived, wasn't it? Yep. Uh, Everton Luis is back, you know, with that same club. Or not back, but he's been transferred, he's been transferred to that transferred club. Him. And then uh, the other one. Um, Menendez. Menendez, yep. So That's three international spots. Yeah, but, you know, it kind of. It's it's happening at a rate that's a little bit faster than I would like to see, only because it's like what are you instilling into like the player mentality? If you're not getting up to speed quickly, or if you're not contributing, like your ass might be off to. Well, I, I think I think a lot with the Kablan was roster compliance slash international spaces, right? Like because we were over on roster compliance by a lot. Yeah. So I think in order to make room for incoming transfers, like that was an easy, oh no, no more loan, right? Send him on back. It's in the same ownership umbrella. So it's not really like a a huge deal. It would be like taking a Monarch on loan and then sending him right back after a few games. Yeah. So that doesn't really concern me. Um, It does suck that he didn't really seem to pick up and and get a shake, right? Like I would have loved to see him play. He, I mean, the one game he was supposed to start against San Jose, he got hurt. He got hurt. Right. And so, so we never got the real opportunity to see what he could do. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's too bad, but, you know, I, I really hope I'm praying that all these outgoing moves mean something incoming. No, it does. Is coming. It totally does because uh, Tom Hackett wrote an article actually today. Yeah. About um, the four hours. Contenders, ago. right? Yep. yep, so contenders, uh, but it looks like there there is a quote in there from Pablo that they're actively seeking and looking for players to kind of fulfill those roles. Yeah, I think If not it was the direct a, role, but actually, you know, people who can come and help to, and contribute like Severino. Right, I think they're looking for, you know, a striker and, and someone, hopefully Gustavo Cuellar. Hopefully. Yep. So, again, that, it's been so quiet on that front that it, it's almost concerning being, what are we, halfway through the transfer window? Yeah. yeah. So... Mm-hmm. You know, the longer we go, the more nervous I get. Yeah, and it's been it's been incredible to see what Real Salt Lake has been able to pull off and put together. I mean, I know it's it hasn't been the best stretch of games as far as, like, wins and, and losses are concerned because we were kind of, you know, we took a dip and obviously we get the, 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 the win at home. Um, but I had seen somebody, you know, throw that comment out there just kind of saying, like, hey, I'm sick of – you know, getting players off of, like, the bargain rack and, like, why can't we go get, like, a big name like Gareth Bale or something like that? But you got to think. It's, like, clubs who are even, you know, uh, clubs who are doing that, sure, they see some success, but with what Real Salt Lake has been able to do with, like, this quote-unquote bargain rack uh, is actually pretty damn good. Yeah, go find me another Saba. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I mean... There's uh, plenty of really, really good players that aren't household names yeah i think we talked about that last episode yeah and and had that goal not been called back you know two goals for severino in one match would have been nice right he's gonna be the the golden boot by the end of the season i don't know man cucho is probably gonna no for ours just for ourselves yeah no no one else is gonna be the league-wide golden boot no 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 so yeah i mean uh, plenty of exciting things um but plenty of you know drama like drama and unknown yeah, a little bit of drama and unknown. Um, I'm happy that we got the the, the win. Um, I think FC Dallas coming here. I think that's going to be that should be 
another easy three points for Real Salt Lake. Um, I'm just trying to think of, of anything that we may have heard media-wise, um, unless you guys have heard of anything at the club that's either you know rumors, players. I feel like they're doing a really good job at keeping things quiet now where they used to not do such a great job. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> the way I see it, like just looking at everything that's kind of been going on around the league is like a lot of leagues are moving players like that offloading players mm-hmm. sending players off to other teams within the league other teams in in the world because they're gearing up for something big and i think a big example of that is dc united and wayne rooney um yeah. with offloading a guy like julian gressel who was a big contributor to dc they're moving him to vancouver they're gearing up for big signings um that wayne rooney wants and so the way i see it is just with everton with yanni with johnny and with uh Cablon moving um i just see them as getting the the, the roster ready for something for a signing for something big hopefully yeah i, I kind of have that same feeling too i can I see another on one there. or two players moving on as well yeah we've seen it around the league yeah we've seen it around the league players From players RSL, getting though. moved to uh, just getting the roster ready for that and right. so i can mean i definitely don't think ourselves done in this window yeah great assessment from uh our intern alex napolis that's called a toss dude it's in a in news after you don't oh yes after you're done talking say back to you <laughs> say it real quick back to you Andy. thanks you yep, <laughs> thank you can you imagine alex just standing on a corner somewhere <laughs> reporting <laughs> I'd have like bad luck and like get like ran over. Yeah, maybe go viral. We've essentially uh, we've been doing that with the. You guys like the stuff that we put out that I put out with Tom? Yeah, it's good stuff, right? It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. All right, so RSL show questions. Let's go to tweets because I'm dead. Yeah, we need to hurry this one up. Now we need to we need to take off. I mean, I'm not kidding. Does your phone tell you like what the temperature is in here or anything? No, it just says outside. I think. <laughs> no, but it's hot. Yeah, it's really hot. All right, so Hangry Hangry Hippo asks, with Kavlan, Everton, and Menendez gone, will RSL bring in a player that makes a difference? Uh, we we feel that way. Do you guys feel like that is I think it's on the horizon? Happen. Yep. If Cuellar comes in, this is from Matthew Daniels. If Cuellar comes in, who do you take out? Hypothetical, we have a chance to sign a DP9 who will score goals, but we have to sell one of the following. Who do you choose? Uh, so I guess that's a two-part question. So first one, yeah, if Cuellar comes in, who do you take out? Well, uh, the easy answer, which is not so easy now, is Lawfulson, right? And Lawfulson's just your come in and, and be the wheels guy. Yeah, he's been a tank. Right, but, like, he would be even better off the bench, I think. Yeah, I, I like that idea. Right, so he's still a rookie, so you're not going to completely devastate him by not starting him every game. So yeah, that's the easy answer Yeah, for me anyway. I think I, I think I agree. Um, having Ruiz and Cuellar, I think, or yeah, Cuellar would be a amazing partnership. And then having a guy like Lawson coming off the bench for either or um, could be huge in in games where we're down and we just need that extra boost in the midfield and in the attack. And then if we trying to shut things down, Lawson's done pretty good defensively too. But also, to another thing to think about, if Cuellar does come in, could easily switch to a three in the back. That's true. Easily. I don't know. I don't know now. We can't now because we don't have a guy to fit to sit in front of the back three. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know now with Sava kind of doing really good in that ten roll. Uh, maybe well, maybe they'd go back to that three. 
But Let's see if he's still doing really good against like guess, better yeah. opponents. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right? No, FC Dallas will be a bigger test. I hope Pablo comes out with the same formation, kind of the same is, tactic. Their form is kind of shit, though. So we'll see. They're, I think they're winless in eight. They're in a much better form than Kansas. Sure, but I want to see him perform well in that role, like, five, six games against a variety oh, of absolutely. opponents. Oh, no. yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yep, uh, same. So Matthew Daniels. Oh, yeah, there was a second part of that question about who he would sell. Yeah, second. so second part, a hypothetical. We have a chance to sign a DP9 who will score goals. But we have to sell one of the following. Who do you choose? Do you part with Justin, Justin Glad, Pablo Ruiz, or Jefferson Severino? Pablo Ruiz. Pablo. Yeah? Pablo. Yeah. He's Got the Glad most and replaceable of Jefferson. those three. Yeah. Glad is obviously like a rock, and we don't win without him this year. Yep. And Sabo. 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 Like Sabo, Sabo, Sabo. It's the heat, bro. Sabo's just really freaking good. All right, mm-hmm. let's uh, let's uh, let's go through these hard. Uh, Chris Nagel, what is Diego Luna's best chance to get in the lineup uh, with Sabo playing behind Cordova and Miriam and Chang out on the wing? Is he su- is he a super sub at this point late in the game? Yeah, for the rest of the i I think that's what his role is going to be the entire time, right? He's still young, just until he's, he's ready to play a full ninety. Yeah, yeah, I think we see him a lot with the Monarchs, and then. We see him get minutes to either come in and win a game or, you know, help close one out. So, Yeah. All right. Uh, Ruben Santos, what's up, dude? You We asked for a question, not for six. So we're going to skip you today. Um, but hi. <laughs> uh, let's see. Kathy Barney asks, uh, has RSL looked into signing Santi Morales? Uh, we do have a player his age with the Monarchs. Why not him too? I'm sure they would tell us to go kick rocks. Yeah. And I'm sure Javi wants to continue coaching him, so. Yeah, but maybe once Javi comes back home, maybe. But I don't know, man. I, if if you're Javi, it's like, do you want the same thing to happen to your son? Uh, but the boy's gone. That makes sense. A little bit more sense, yeah. Yeah, as long as Javi is over the doing doing his thing over at the Miami Academy, I don't think Santi will co- head over this way anytime soon. Yeah, uh, Uzbaldo, uh, he's just making a statement here. So Seattle in ninth place, Rusnek with one goal in eighteen matches and zero assists. So good, huh? And RSL in third with their captain out. You got to so, remember though. I'm, I'm gonna. Oh, this is gonna pain me. I'm gonna defend Rusnak. All right, say it quick. I think, you're, I think you're about to say the same thing that I was. I was it playing. is. He's playing deep. There you go. Oh, okay. That's all I'll say. Yeah, he's playing. He's playing in more of a, a deep lying playmaker role for um, for Seattle. And we saw Joao Paulo do that a lot for Seattle. Mm-hmm. But with him being out in the ACL since the Champions League final, Rusnak has taken over that role. And I mean, he's not doing that bad. No, he's, 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 he's having doing a, really, he's a doing good really season. good. Yeah, he's just doing, not having the stats, which yeah. is fine. Yeah. All right, uh, we're going to wrap this up because it's, guys, I'm not kidding. It is so hot in here. It's horrible. Let's never podcast here again. <laughs> well, I'm, no, until I'm being serious. Over. Until no, summer's dude. over. That's so bad, bro. It's so bad. Okay, uh, this is the the One Wire Fiber Studio, by the way. So, <laughs> Adam, if you're listening, dude, AC, bro, please. <laughs> I, know you, I, know, I know it's not his building. But if you want to buy us a standalone AC unit, Adam, well, we sh- I would love we you. We should probably bill him first. <laughs> we, will. <laughs> we will. All right. Um, so at MLS Collectors, Robert Kreeb, Kribe, uh, he's got a few. So Herrera doesn't seem the same quality in the attack as before. Uh, not pushing into the attack like Brody does. What's up with that? Also, how many goals does Cordova need to not be criticized by fans? How many goals does Sava end the season with? So Sava ends with 10. Cordova needs 10. Herrera is getting up less because he doesn't have Demir there to finish off his crosses. 
I completely agree. I, her is not not to say like he's in bad form because I mean overall he's having a pretty good solid season. It's just not the same numbers as before because you don't have that aerial presence that Demir Krylak was. Which Cordova should be. Cordo- yeah, absolutely. Cordova should be, but we just haven't seen it from Cordova. Yeah, and it's it's weird to see Severino get headers essentially <laughs> before Cordova. Yeah, but he gets free, right? Like yeah. So the one thing my my biggest knock on Cordova, and you can go back and watch a lot of highlights on him. He doesn't attack the box and, like, anticipate the ball being there, right? There's many times in the last game, especially where someone would whip a ball in and he'd be two, three steps behind. He can absolutely do it. He just needs to crash, right? And that's what Savo is doing, so. Yeah. Um, Okay, two other points. So, Brody, uh, Trey shot this out the, the other day. He was just basically saying that Brody is, um, you know, he doesn't get as much hype as other players, but he's unappreciated, and he's, uh, you know, he's a he's a great athlete. So, he's do you guys agree with that? Voice syndrome, yeah. He's like, he's quietly good, right? Doesn't do anything too flashy, but he never really messes up. Like he just does a good job, and that is easy to go like unnoticed, right? Because he's not like making waves with not making people, but. No one's ever, like, mad at him like they're mad at Schmidt or Holt for making just, like, egregious errors. So, yeah, it's I call it the Ned Grabber boy syndrome. Very <laughs> cool. Okay, well, we are going to uh, wrap this one up, unless you guys have anything else. No, let's get out of here. I think that's, I think that's it for me. All right, thank you so much for making the drive out, all you guys. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I know it's it sucks. Listeners, we're sorry, but we're going to bring more uh, content to you Friday morning. We're going to go to training, so we'll get another round of questions. Uh, we need to get into AC because this is crazy. Um, thanks for listening to the RSL show. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram at RSL show. And remember the pickup match is Saturday, July 30th at 9am. Um, it might be hot. So just make sure that you bring plenty of hydration and, uh, keep cool out there. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, we are out of here and, uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Bye-bye. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great.